Welcome in, everybody. You are listening to Hoops in the Harm. This is your host, Matt Wynn, physical therapist. Um, Again, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. We are your podcast for injury updates. Um, This week, we have a couple injuries to update you on, and I'm also going to go in-depth about a couple of the injuries, uh, especially with some players that are electing to have surgery. Um, So, if you want to kind of keep up with me during the week, my Twitter is at underscore underscore Matt Wynn. Um, I usually just tweet out stuff about injuries during the week, who's going to be out, um, and of course, I got to tweet out about my Mavs. So uh, again, if you want to give me a follow, that'd be cool. That's where to where you can contact me about any questions you have about players and such. So to start out with. Let's go ahead and dive into my Mavericks. Luka Doncic missed the game on Sunday with a right hip injury. It's not considered serious. I think Rick Carlisle's already come out and said he's day-to-day. So that's just kind of something to keep up with, just see how he's progressing in terms of pain um, and his level of comfort with playing. I don't think he's going to miss that much time. Um, And honestly, he's kind of been knocked around all season. He's... He's uh, had a lot of stuff with his hips, his knees, his ankles, but uh, the kid keeps playing. So I think he's going to bounce back pretty pretty quickly. Um, the Warriors' Draymond Green has been out the last couple of games with a, a big toe strain. So this is actually a lot more painful than it seems. I know it's just your toe, but... Um, your big toe is, is the last thing really that leaves the ground when you push off um, to, to run or to jump and especially if you have pain doing so it's not going to feel good you lose a lot of your explosion um, and your, your cutting ability so um, Draymond is just taking his time I know he wants to get back on the court but it should take a couple more weeks just to get the thing to calm down um, And it just kind of depends on what what he's doing in the training room in terms of, uh, you know, modalities and uh, such. And modalities are basically things like ultrasound or or electrical simulation, heat, ice, um, trying to get that swelling and and the pain down. Trey Burke has been hurt. Um, He got into, well, got his leg tangled up with uh, Thon Maker. the injury looked like he he kind of sprained his knee. Um, well, not kind of sprained his knee. He did sprain his knee, but it looked like it was a lot of uh, medial tension. So it's looking like a, a sprain of the medial collateral ligament, which is your MCL. Um, usually, those injuries they last between three to six weeks, uh, depending on uh, the severity of the ligament damage. Um, more news should come out about the injury from the Knicks. Uh, but we will see Trey Burke should be out a couple of weeks. Um, the dude is balling for the Knicks, so they are hoping he returns pretty soon. Um, that way, you know, we can get it rolling again. All right, Wilson Chandler. He missed the last game due to a quad contusion. And what a quad contusion is, contusion is just a fancy word for a bruise. Uh, if you play ball and you've ever taken a knee into your your quad, which is your thigh, it hurts. Um, I know I've tried to play through one and it didn't feel good. So uh, Wilson Chandler should miss, I don't know, 
probably no more than a week just to get the, the pain out of the quad and that way he can start moving again without any pain. All right, and then last night, Marvin Williams hurt his right shoulder in the game. Uh, he had an MRI and it revealed a strain of his shoulder. Usually muscle strains, they last four to six weeks. Um, you know, they'll take care of the pain and swelling and discomfort first. And after that, they should roll into rehab in terms of strengthening his rotator cuff, strengthening the muscles around his shoulder blade, and uh, making sure he has all of his range of motion back. Two are going to be a little bit more in depth just because uh, these two players are having surgery. Um, and so I'll go into their injury, their surgery, and what their rehab is probably going to look like. Our first player we're going to talk about is Dwight Howard. I mentioned him in the podcast last week that um, the Wizards were going to hold him out just due to his re-aggravation of his glute strain, his glute being basically butt muscle. Um, turns out I don't think it was too much of a glute strain. I think he was just having pain in his butt and uh, as a therapist usually you know with that it comes down to two things is it really pain of the piriformis muscle which is a muscle in your butt or is it pain that is kind of being shot through the butt uh, and if it's the latter then usually it's more of a, a nerve issue and that stems from your low back well it has come out that Dwight Howard is going to have a lumbar microdiscectomy so basically what that means is Lumbar is a fancy word for you know, the low back area, and microdiscectomy is where the doctors are going to go in there and they are going to take out pieces of his the disc, which is like a, a little jelly in between your spine. Um, what was happening was that you know something happened where the disc is, was being pushed out, and it was kind of pressing on the nerves that run through his butt into his legs. So that was the pain he was having. Um, and so he's going to have surgery to get it fixed. Um, let's see here, Michael Porter Jr. had a similar surgery um, and he's been out for a while. The initial timeline for Dwight Howard is going to be probably the rest of the season. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit for him. Um, Again, the surgery is going to be them, you know, cutting through the back, going in there, um, and then, you know, taking care of whatever fragments of the disc are pushing on that nerve, trying to get that pressure off the nerve so that he can heal up. For the most part, after surgery, the first um, couple of weeks are, are a huge protective phase. Uh, there's going to be you know restrictions on what Dwight can do in terms of uh, bending, twisting, and how much weight he can lift. Um, and it's a lot of education on postural education, body mechanics. It's real important that you don't want to irritate the surgery, uh, and that's pretty common with basically all surgeries you have. But uh, especially with the back, I mean, your back is basically like you know you're the trunk of a tree. You don't want to screw with that. And if you do, you know, everything else kind of falls apart. Um, the initial strengthening phase happens after the first couple weeks. That's when he can start 
you know, lifting a little bit heavier, starting on, you know, a recumbent bike or a regular bike and start working on his core strength and flexibility. Now, it depends on the doctor. I have looked at a couple protocols. Usually it says, you know, you can get back to sport around eight to 12 weeks. With Dwight, I mean, he's a big, big dude. Usually with, you know, bigger people, you wanna be a little bit more conservative in terms of get rushing them out of the court because you don't want them to hurt themselves again. Um, because so, you know the bigger the person the more you know pressure you put on your spine when you do certain things especially basketball big contact sport again this is almost like his livelihood he's talking about here too you know he's a little older he, he's got to make sure he's back a hundred percent in terms of how he's feeling with his core strength flexibility all that before he gets back into it um, if he wants to keep playing uh, then he's, he's got to make sure, you know, this season, he's got to make sure he's got to get back healthy. Uh, that's his big thing. Now, Dwight is not uh, unfamiliar with this process. He had a similar surgery back in 2012. Um, this is when he was with the Lakers. Uh, he had started complaining about leg weakness. He couldn't do um, a single calf raise. And we know Dwight is a huge workout dude, so you know the minute you can't do a single calf raise, that's that's when something's up. So he knows what kind of grind this is gonna be. He knows what the rehab looks like, and he knows how important this is gonna be. So for him, for the Wizards, everybody's hoping for him to have a a, a good surgery, a quick recovery. So we're all praying for him. And I uh, hope he comes back healthy because a healthy Dwight is a fun Dwight. So, so the next person we're going to talk about is Damian Jones, center of the Golden State Warriors. Now, um, he had left the game complaining of shoulder pain. Um, and then after he had his MRI, revealed a pec tear. So it's very common for players who have pectoral injuries to complain of shoulder pain just because the pick inserts into the shoulder it, it's just all very close in, in vicinity so he had his MRI they revealed the injury and then now he is electing to have um, surgery to repair his pec so I'm gonna dive into what again his surgery is gonna look like uh, and then what his rehab timeline is going to look like, um, you know, with, with surgery, uh, of course, they're going to have to open him up in terms of where his pec is, and they're going to reattach his pec muscle to the bone. Now, people have tried to non-operatively rehab a torn pec. It's, it's not as successful as a surgery, obviously. And in terms of trying to go back and play a full contact physical sport, it's probably better off that he has surgery. So that is indeed what he's gonna do. So in terms of right after surgery, um, depending on what they repaired, he is going to be in a sling. Now, he's gonna be in a sling for a longer period of time if it's a tendon to tendon repair, which means that the tear happened at the musculotendinous junction, meaning it tore the muscle from the tendon, 
Um, it, he would have a shorter time in the uh, the sling if it was a bone to tendon repair, which just means that he, they, they pulled the tendon back up and then sutured it to his bone. Um, the time it takes to get to full active range of motion also depends on what kind of repair it is. Again, tendon to tendon, to tendon repair usually takes a little bit longer. Um, I mean, with post-op rehab, the ultimate goal obviously is getting full range of motion, getting full dynamic muscle control, stability, um, and you know, making sure that the structural integrity of the repaired tissues is, you know, is good. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing, just making sure everything is attached and everything's working correctly. Um, and then obviously at the end of it, it's just getting him to return back to his basketball activities. So the first two weeks, again, this is almost gonna be a repeat of like Dwight's surgery. The first two weeks is a lot of protecting the surgery. Um, protecting the surgery, making sure everything's healing, decreasing his pain and swelling. Um, the first couple of weeks is gonna be a lot of passive range of motion. And what that means is he's going to have a therapist move his shoulder for him. Um, doctors don't want you know patients to start actively moving the, the, the pec and the shoulder just quite yet just because the structural integrity is not up to par. It, it can re-tear if he starts moving his shoulder way too much. Uh, and there is very strict guidelines in terms of how much you can move that shoulder after the pec surgery. The second phase is the next, you know, or the three to six weeks after the surgery, he can start uh, taking off that sling, start moving the shoulder a little bit more in terms of passive range of motion. And of course there are exercises to do so, there's stuff like, you know, table slides and using pulleys and such like that. Um, he's not going to start really strengthening his shoulder until the six to 12 week mark. And that is when, you know, things are settling in in terms of the, the repair. He can start moving that shoulder a little bit better and that gets into obviously more advanced strengthening um, and more sports specific um, exercises. So return to play. He is looking at, you know, maybe six months. That's when he can start doing a lot more stuff and he can start getting back into basketball activity now i say sports specific activity in terms of exercises that just means maybe giving him a ball to try chest passes at a trampoline or or something of that sort but i'm talking about easing himself back into basketball stuff um that's more like the six to seven months it's it's a long recovery for a pec tear now, Al Horford had this surgery back in, I believe, 2013. He tore his right pec, had the surgery, and missed the rest of that season. This is a similar timeline in terms of when you know the tear happened, the surgery, and uh, so on and so on. But he came back to play the next season, so Damian will probably, well, not probably, he will miss the rest of the season after getting surgery, but he is on track to return next season uh, if all rehab and recovery goes well. So, yes, this sucks for him because, I mean, he was having a pretty good season uh, helping the Warriors out in that JaVale McGee role, but 
you know, he will be back. It's not a career-ending injury or anything of that sort. So um, look for him to be back on the court next year. So that about wraps up our uh, weekly update here at Hoops and the Harm. Uh, if you have any questions in terms of anything I talked about on the podcast today or if I missed any injuries, just shoot me a DM. Again, my Twitter is at underscore underscore Matt Wynn. That's W-I-N. Uh, I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and again, thanks for listening to Hoops and the Harm. Stay tuned with us every week as we give you the updates on what injuries are happening in the NBA. All right. Take it easy, guys.